Do you like listening to stories about serial killers? Unsolved mysteries? How about a cult or two? And what about those lesser known serial killers? Or how about the legend of a cryptid that will surely keep you up at night? And I know you'll love a good conspiracy theory because who doesn't? Join me, Kayla, as my co-host Lexi and I tell you stories that will keep you coming back for more on our show, A Little Wicked. You can find A Little Wicked on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Check out our website, alittlewickedpodcast.webador.com, and our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all under, you guessed it, A Little Wicked. We can't wait to tell you our stories. Scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> Hi, Creepsters. I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. I'm Drew Fontenot. And I'm Shaughnessy Barker. And welcome to another episode of Open Shutters, a creepy podcast sponsored by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, Before we begin, Shaughnessy has a little bit something to say to some of our listeners on the other side of the pond, as you would say, right? Other sun, yeah. Uh, yeah, some of our Eastern European or Western European, Eastern European. Go ahead, honey. Let me let me show. You. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can't remember if I talked about it last week, but I know because I know as everything was like kind of developing. But I have Ukrainian heritage, even though I've never been there. Um, I feel very connected to the country, and in light of um, everything that's been going on it's been super heavy and super upsetting and I really really feel for every single person that's being affected um and we just wanted to extend our support to both Ukrainian and Russian listeners that we might have and everybody that's struggling because it's really terrible the way it's affecting all the civilians over there and um our heart goes out to you it's it's super super shitty there's no better way to say it <laughs> yeah well yeah we have we do have listeners in both countries in russia and and ukraine and yeah. you know russian people uh, i'm sure all of them aren't uh, happy about this either because no. it is kind of crippling their economy and the ukraine people we know aren't happy about this so our hearts goes out to all of you guys and uh, that was a lovely speech definitely thank you and especially also um to the children and the pets because they they don't understand what's going on and it's they and it's a hard thing especially the small children to even explain to them and i saw some footage this past weekend of that the the bravery of the people in ukraine is just it's it it's just undeniably just so patriotic and just it's yeah it's and you know when I was 
a kid um, before I was even alive and then it carried on to up until I was six when my Jito passed away. But um, Jito for us was grandpa in Ukrainian and that's what I called him. Um, and every single summer for about three or four months, he would go over to the Ukraine and um, take bags and bags and bag, like suitcases full of supplies and money and toys um, because the Ukraine's been struggling forever. And, you know, they've always anticipated something like this happening and it was a matter of time which is horrible to say but you know it's it's so disheartening that like these people have had to live in fear all their lives and now their worst fears are coming true because they've already struggled enough right so yeah it's just horrible thoughts and prayers mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's thoughts and prayers i usually get and love more than I, all and love. positive energy you know i um, usually but thought you know i always get when i you know what i hate about when people use prayers for things when you when you disagree with a person let's maybe politically or religiously and they say i'll pray for you and then you know what i tell them I say pray for my health pray for my well-being but don't pray that i'm coming over to your side thinking no that's yeah. condescending and that's and, and and just it's narcissistic you know so if you're gonna pray for me pray for my health pray for my well-being so uh let's get to i guess we get to a little bit more lighter part now what are we talking about oh uh, well as always let's talk about what we're watching oh uh, yeah let's start off with what we saw at the movies this yeah week. Uh, i saw uh, one movie that these two saw <laughs> At a different time. And what was it called? Studio Studio 666. Starring the Foo Fighters. So good. Whitney Cummings and with Leslie Grossman from um, American Horror Story. American Horror Story, yes. And it was, uh, I didn't care. I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was campy. It was wonderful. It was campy, thrilling, cheesy in all the good ways. And very, 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 (laughs) And it was supposed to be very gory, but it was like, like cheap like cheesy gory you know like like um campy so yeah, but just about the entire well i don't want to give a spoiler we, we disagree about ready to give a spoiler. <laughs> but it, it's well, uh yeah I, the way that i described okay. it because drew was talking about it was it kind of like just the vibe of it seeing the trailer yeah. reminded me of tenacious deed like the pick of destiny exactly yeah i i i think you would love it, like, what, it oh so i definitely did, would it did a lot of the things like you know, but uh, which which uh, Chucky movie was it? Uh, where Meg Tilly, Jennifer Tilly, played herself, and Tiffany as the doll, and oh all God. these people who were alive in real life kept were getting killed. And um, have you seen the Chucky series yet? I haven't. No. Yeah, Jennifer makes that one. <laughs> she is just she is very. I, I mean, I went. I don't know about Philip, but I went into the theater knowing that this is going to be a bad film. And I think the makers of the film made it to be a bad film for... That's oh, whole, yeah. Oh, no, was, I went in knowing it was going to be... I, was was definitely, definitely, I, was not gonna, I went in there not, you know, caring. Not expecting. And, and, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I went in there expecting that it was going to be cheesy. And that's the, that's what they were aiming yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, and they lived up to it. They went they in lived, an extra mile. And Leslie Grossman... I don't know if you're listening, but I love you. I have loved you in every American Horror Story season. I loved you. I just love you. If you're listening, and we want to interview you. Yes, I we, just you're like we the want best to have you on, ever. even if it's remotely. We just we just want to talk to you. Yeah, um, you. I, but what it is is that when I saw what it is, 
it looked like it was almost a parody of like the 80s horror film yeah there was that a, was the point and the, the light the lightning <laughs> in it the blue lightning was so like yeah. 80s, yeah. early 90s. It was. It, I'm gonna buy it. There's that like, there's that super like slapstick comedy, but not slapstick. It's like, um, like dude, where's my car? And like, it, you know, that kind of comedy where they are like self-aware, like they know it's not good, but they're leaning right. into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like I'm trying to think of another movie. And they made fun of themselves really uh, well. Like there was a there was in a way there was some self-deprecating humor in there. Yeah. Yeah, but they, it's they kind made... of like how they how they do with you know like Scream, how they do with Scream. It's because some of it like yeah, comical. yeah, it's like that. It's like like but the of, whole movie was or like the that. whole movie was like that. You know, you know what it is. It's like Bill and Ted. That's what it reminds me. Yes, 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 yes. 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 only yes. with blood and gore and guts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or there was there's one scene in case you know our listeners want to go see i'm not going to give away but there's one scene where it's the gore is like so over the top and like there was only i think three people if you're including us in the theater this older older man me and philip watching it and like we were all howling at the gore because it was just like it was hilarious i mean how do you laugh at people getting chopped up but it was, it was the older it was older like, man <laughs> I don't know who the old I don't know man who was. It was like looks like some old hippie from back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah. he was. A... And he he actually came out of the theater saying, talk "I talked to him. him. Yeah. I stopped. Yeah. He saw." Oh, I thought and... you were talking about Jim. Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 no! This guy was sitting. Um, well, the, the, we'll the, yeah, and then he's right about the self-deprecating humor because Foo Fighters present themselves as big old has-beens in this. You know, it's like they haven't had a hit in a long time, which is true, really. You know? I mean, Everlong is one of my favorite. Well, they made fun of that, time. too. So <laughs> I, I'm going to mention uh, something I'm watching now. Yeah, what you watching? Good. I've been watching Severance on Apple TV, starring Adam Scott. Hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Tar- Tarantino and um, Patricia Arquette. Okay. Oh, I love Patricia. And, and it is about, what it's about, it's about this, this, this corporate, this company, and they split their employees' brains, what? their Ooh. memories, to the point where like literally when they're separate. at work, they don't remember any of their personal life. Ooh. And when they're in their personal life, they don't remember any of their work life. That sounds wow. interesting. And it's I mean, I kind of like that. It, 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 but it's so it's, it's like a near future they, kind they, of thing, yeah. And is they, it like they, Black Mirror kind of that? That's what it the, sounds yeah. like. Well, it's and, it, and it's like the office is creepy in a way, you know, how they usually things are creepy, they make it we dark. Make well, this they, they do just the opposite, everything's white and bright. <gasps> oh, I hate that. I hate that worse. That's creepier to me. Well, everything's white and bright and but and very, very, very clean looking. I mean, super like almost like you could white. smell a bleach. And you know, the last movie I saw that that, that used that tactic was uh, Midsummer. Oh. You know, they were always in the oh, bright yeah. sun or everything. And yeah. all those things always seem to have something. It, it has a lot to do with yeah. mind control. So I think you guys would like that. I would tell you, you have Apple TV? Yeah, I have Apple TV. Try, check it out. It's, oh, it's, yeah, we'll it's check a, it out. There's only three uh, episodes available right now. Every week a new one comes out. Oh, so I was just gonna I say the it. actors in that are really good. Adam Scott and Christopher Walken are in it. Oh, Christopher Walken's in oh, it too. God. Nobody can beat Christopher Walken. Legend. I love Christopher Legend. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Adam Scott is the lead, and yeah. Patricia Arquette. Oh, you, yeah. Patricia. You know, uh, the act. Medium and Gypsy the act. Rose. Yeah, she played. She played uh, Gypsy Rose's mom in the act. The act. Yeah. She played the Munchausen's 
uh, poster child. Everything. <laughs> and that's, I watch it, and I also watch the new Medea movie. Oh, yes. Have you all seen the movie? Yes. Yes, no, I enjoyed hilarious. it. But don't give the spoiler. I know there was someone. No, that, 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 okay, that. but don't give You that. ever saw the British TV show Mrs. Brown's Boys? No. It's a man in drag, and he plays this old woman, kind of almost like kind of like a white Irish Medea. And he plays this old foul-mouthed woman. Well, he's that character's also in this Medea movie with Medea. Oh, amazing. Tyler everything. <laughs> Sorry for the spoiler. So the only character that Tyler <laughs> Perry plays is Medea and Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe, yeah. And sometimes he'll play like a regular character. And Medea actually says the F word because <laughs> she calls Uncle Joe a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you amazing. never heard Medea. You hear her say ho and you, damn you, and everything. Are you familiar with uh, Tyler Perry? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, okay. So you know about Medea. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's great. <laughs> so Shaughnessy, what have you been watching yeah. lately? So I have been stuck on like the thriller and crime thriller section on the movies on Netflix. Um, mm. So I watched three different ones this week and one was terrible, one was okay, and one was pretty good um the terrible one it felt like a hallmark crime movie like it was insane <laughs> oh, oh. um it was called the it, was movie? it was a new movie it was like 2018 or oh no it's 2020 oh, oh my god yeah. oh that's horrible yeah. yeah the vanished and yeah basically there's a huge plot twist the plot twist was good but the ending they just did like a monologue at the ending like a four minute monologue that felt like a trailer it was so bad um, what was the name of it? The Vanished. Vanished. The Vanished. Oh, the Vanished. Uh, yeah, and it had um, it had uh, Thomas Jane in it, and I discovered I oh. can't stand him. He was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Anyways. Yeah, he's in 1922 on Netflix too. 1922 yeah. was pretty good. Mm -hmm. though. I liked it. He played the good. Punisher in, in the first Punisher movie. Yeah. And then I watched Untraceable, which was like a cop Uganda kind of movie. Like it was just, mm. it was okay. It was like somebody left a review and said it was like Saw for Moms. And I really get that. Saw for Moms. Yeah. Like, That's like the best. <laughs> um, it was like very anxiety inducing, but like I'd watch it again. And then one that was actually very, very good, um, but... I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't so fucking nosy and had looked up a part I didn't understand. Like there was an item in it and I looked up, what is this item? And then it gave away the entire plot twist of the movie by looking uh -huh. it up. Um, but it's called Strange But True. It's from 2019. Um, hmm. And it has- a really good uh, one? It, yeah, it was pretty good. And it has um, Amy Ryan who plays Holly on The Office and I love her. And oh, okay. Nick Robinson, who's um, who was in Love Simon, and then one I feel like you guys would know is Blythe Danner. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love okay. Blythe <laughs> she plays yeah, Will's was... mother in Will and Grace. Yeah. Yeah, it was really. And really recently, good. she was in American Gods too. And she plays mm -hmm. uh, in the Fockers movie. She plays. She yeah, plays all the Fockers. The mother, the, the, the girl's mother. Yeah. And she's well, the second time she's worked with Barbara Streisand because she's in Prince of Tides also. Oh, amazing. But yeah, I've, I watched those and then I've been watching a lot of Big Mouth. Well, you know who Blythe Anna's daughter is, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I knew that. 
Yeah. I think. Now there's one thing I want to mention before we move on to the same next thing. It's a documentary we all may want to watch and I started watching it. It's called The Worst Roommate. My aunt just told and, me about it. <laughs> and it's like five episodes. And the first episode is for about Dorothea Petro, is that her name? That old woman that killed all the boarders and took the social security. But it's a series of it's like five episodes and it's all about roommates from hell. We Amazing. also have been watching, um, yes, we watched the uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, you got to mention it. It is right. so, so good, yes. right? Is it? The only thing I want to say about it that I it really love. It is so good. One, one of the things I really loved, um, and I, I don't want to give one too much of a spoiler here, so I'm going to say it without giving a spoiler, is I loved the cinematography in this in the in the dried out sunflower field yeah that's all i'm gonna it's, say it's okay so it's <laughs> it's kind of like how they did with um halloween they it's uh picks up right after the 1975 uh texas texas chainsaw massacre and it brings back a survivor so it's kind of like how they did with halloween the 2018 halloween of you know so it was really good highly recommend it it's only like what eighty minutes, and it's yeah, it's a really shorter, but it's yeah, well, well done it, for being yeah, short. Yeah, it didn't feel like rushed or anything no, like that. No, amazing. So, and I do want to do one thing before we move on to. I want to I want to thank we we run in her promo today, but she's she's run she ran our promo, and she's been recommending us on Twitter and everything. I want to thank Kayla from the A Little Wicked podcast. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Thanks, Kayla. You're really, you have been really we did the same thing with you when you were supporting us in the beginning when you had don't yeah. look under the bed. <laughs> yeah. That's how I met okay. you. Yes, that's how you met me. Yeah. Well, you got some obits for us now? I only have two. Only two. Only two. Death is death but is they're, taking they're, a vacation. They're pretty, I guess. They're, pretty uh, <laughs> they're pretty they're pretty intense. They're pretty big. I mean they're, they're people that yeah. we know. And the first one I'm gonna do is Ned Iceberg Iceberg. Ned Eisenberg. Ned Eisenberg, he was an actor that was on Law and Order and uh, mayor of, Win uh, what is it, mayor of Easttown. You, you saw that with, um, with Kate Winslet on HBO Max. Uh, he died um, at his home in Jackson Heights section of Queens this Sunday at the age of 65. And the cause was, oh my God. Okay, I can't pronounce his name, but it's a cancer of the bile duct. Oh, I'll, I'll read cholangiocarcinoma. Oh. Hmm. And yeah, the, and I, I know all those parts from taking An ocular melanoma. That was according to his agent. Uh, he was a New York character yeah. actor who rose in films, theater, and television, spanned four decades on Broadway and Hollywood. And fans of uh, NBC uh, drama, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, one of my favorite TV shows. We best remember him as defense lawyer Roger Kressler. He was a recurring character in the long-term drama from 1999 to 2019. He was on the show all that long, uh, that that time, and um, he was born uh, January 13th, 1957, in the Bronx. In 1975, he graduated from Fiorello uh, H. Lagordia High School. Here. Wow of music and performing arts. He also appeared in Brighton Beach Memories, Memoirs, The Greenberg, 
and uh, and his uncle Morty and Bartlett Shears awake and sing. Uh, so we say I'm trying to see who we played on Mayor of Win Mayor of. Uh, oh, he also played the manager on the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you seen that yet? That's pretty good. No, I haven't. All right. So our next one is probably someone that would be known more to my generation than anyone else, but you might know her, but you, 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 she played an iconic character in the movie, but you probably know another actress better as this role because she played it in a long run TV version movie. As Sally Kellerman, she was nominated an Oscar for playing Hot Lips Houlihan in the MASH movies, movie in 1970. She was the original Hot Lips. You probably think Loretta Swit was the only Hot Lips, huh? <laughs> but no. Uh, she was Oscar-nominated match. She played um, uh, Margaret Hotlips Houlihan in Robert Altman's MASH feature film. She died Thursday in Woodland Hills, California at the age of 34. She had other roles in Robert Altman's The Player, Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School, and she played a Starfleet uh, officer in a Star Trek episode where no man has gone before. She was a blonde actress with a throaty voice, and she also was a singer, too. Another one of her credits is Brewster McCloud, which she starred with Bud Court. You know Harold and Maude? Harold from Harold and Maude? And um, she played Louise, the mother of Court's uh, uh, character Brewster. She was also in The Last of the Red Hot Lovers, Slither with James Caan, uh, Rafferty and the Gold Dust Twins, co-starring uh, Mackenzie Phillips and Alan Arkin. And uh, Welcome to L.A., Ready to Wear or Porta Prete, and she was in the mini 1978 miniseries Centennial starring Raymond Burr's daughter. And she all played, so played the mother of Diane Lane in a, in a movie called The Little Romance. Uh, in the early 80s, she began to do a series of TV movies, including Big Blonde, The Dorothy Parker Story, and September Gone, a Western, which, which she played Mama Queen. So Sally Kellerman, she also played Natasha in, in the 1992 Boris and Natasha. And she was a Blake Edwards satellite. But she has a lot. Of, and she had a recurring role on the TV show The Young and the Restless as the mysterious Constance Bingham. Mm -hmm. So Sally Kelly, both. I we uh, thank God she left a beautiful body of work, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Sally. We're going to miss you. All right, where are we at now? What are we doing next? We're handing it over to Drew for our Chilling with Drew. Yes. Chilling with Drew. Do you want the <laughs> microphone facing you a little bit more? Yes, so. please. So I picked 1956 Alfred Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much with James Stewart, Doris Day. It is a remake of his 1934 film, The Man Who Knew Too Much. And the plot is simple. We have a lovely married, uh, married couple, American married couple, and they travel to Morocco and they witness a murder and <laughs> their son gets kidnapped. And it all ends with a, a huge intense finale in London, England, where there's an assassination plot to kill a statesman. And just a little trivia, Doris Day, her famous, one of her most famous songs, if not her the most famous song by Doris Day, Sera Sera, she originally did not want to record that song. She said it was childish, but they persuaded her to record that song. And thus we have 
It became the theme song for her sitcom. It did. <laughs> and just, it's, it's very thrilling. It's suspenseful even to this day. And I highly recommend checking it out. The Man Who Knew Too Much. Also, I saw it when I was a kid. I loved that movie. My mom showed it to us. My mom it was instrumental in making me who I am today. She, she loved true crime. She used to read those detective magazines. Yes. Oh, the chair is creaking. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were getting ready. These, are those, these are those old whorehouse <laughs> chairs. It's the spirits of the whores that used to sit in them. My chair is creaking. Hey, I'm like, I'm going to fall Nala any Wallace minute. I had this furniture, didn't she? She may have. It <laughs> might have been from the last madams. But I, like I said, I, my mom is instrumental, and she taught me to love the, the classic films. Because a lot of those classic films were even before my time. Well, I mean... We thank the classics for all that we have today. If it weren't for the classics, we wouldn't have your favorite film stars today. So but, respect people. But my, respect. Mom, my mom was very glamorous and very fashionable. And I remember she, I, she, I used to hate to go shopping with her because she would shop the clothes and dry them on, dry them on, dry them on. And when it comes to women's clothes, I might as well be a straight man. <laughs> I just have no interest in fashion whatsoever. And she says, um, so, she, so one time she goes, oh, you want to come with me? I'm going shop for some shoes or something like that. I said, oh, no, no, I don't. I hate that. She says, how did I find, wind up with a gay son with no sense of fashion? Everybody else's gay sons go shopping with them. And I said, I don't know. Lucky? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So, anyway, so are we... Oh, you know what time it is. Oh, what time is it? It is horoscope time. It you sure want to join is. in on something? It's horoscope time. It's horoscope time. Oh, Philip's so sublime. It's horoscope time. Should I do it the next verse? <laughs> oh, look, he added some sound effects. All right, that Philip. was wild. Yeah, that was that was cool. Although it is a wild week, actually. Um, we're going to do the getting tripped up and trampled edition. Everybody is either getting tripped up or trampled by something this week. We are. Yes. I'm trying to move them. Wait, mic. hopefully I'll get trampled by Harry Styles, right? Uh, no, oh, you fighting words with Shaughnessy. I wouldn't mind getting trampled by Taylor Swift, though. I mean, oh, okay, you corrected that sorry, real quick. Sorry, Shaughnessy sorry. was about to have beef with you. I thought Harry Styles would have been too gay for you. Huh? No. What, what kind of comment is that? Harry Styles can step on me any day. Yeah. Oh, no, Harry that's Styles. right. I've seen, I've seen some of your exes. He's not too gay for you. <laughs> Remember the twitching hole. Okay. We're talking about Shaughnessy being stepped on. Anyway, I'm gonna step. We're gonna start with Aries. All right. Well, you're gonna be stomped on by a whole bunch of thirsty elephants trying to get to their watering hole. Thirsty, thirsty elephants. My family's coming to town. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only elephant I that was good. That was good. That was really good. That was a good one. That was really good. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> the praise. <laughs> yes. You took that in stride. Everyone's getting tra- oh, so we're all getting trampled this week. I see. So Johnny's going to get uh, trampled by a thirsty elephant. Thirsty elephants, yeah, like a whole bunch of them. Oh, like in the Jungle Book. (laughs) Oh well, 
And she was always <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> she could drink a whole uh, case of Diet Coke. Uh, <laughs> well, Taurus, that's next. That's your that's your favorite um, performer singer, the Cher. Two of them, Barbara. Oh, Cher. and Barbara Streisand. Yeah. But I think you always. They're my Cher best friend. I have the original. I have the original drag divas. I mean, well, they're after Judy Garland, but they're before Madonna. Well, they're getting trampled by an army of alien droids. I imagine they'd get trampled by an army of alien queens. Well, the queens can be <laughs> droids, like droid queens. That's possible. That's quite possible. <laughs> so basically, droids. And aren't, aren't Betty Davis and, and Joan Crawford also both Taurus? No, they're Aries. Oh, they're Aries. Oh, you share with Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Yes. But you are Blanche. You are. <laughs> also, I have to. I have to say right now. I tried to mute myself in time, but I don't know if I did. But I'm drinking kombucha, and I just let out the biggest burp, and I have no idea. If let it rip. Right I think we were too busy talking to hear it. I don't. I don't <laughs> Anyhow, this is the rawest part of the episode every week. Okay. I'm drinking Sprite. <laughs> so, what do you? Like, so it's the horror. <laughs> so add to the horror. Add to the ambiance. All right. Uh, zero. <laughs> Talking about ambiance, we're on Gemini's. Oh, Iraz or Xraz or whatever. Well, he's getting taken out by a bunch of mad cows and bulls. It better be a lot of mad cows and bulls. <laughs> wow. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> on that note, let's move along to cancer. Oh, no, me. Y'all are getting tripped up and trampled by your own damn self. What? What the you hell You know what? That? My ex-boyfriend's a cancer, and that makes total fucking sense. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Barry. I'm sorry. Uh, Barry, uh, you have something to say? You have something to say? Oh, I would never trample myself. I wouldn't even know how to yeah, I'm not saying. Oh, you, I'm not saying you would intend to, but you would probably, it would happen. Only way that would happen is if, like, I go outside to check my tire and my car backs up over me or something. That could be arranged. No. That's or, don't arrange that. Don't arrange that. We're picking, we're picking. Or pride comes before the fall. Ooh. Oh, we had a little, harm, a little weird thing just happen on there. With, uh, you hear this, huh? Well, you beautiful. hear how I'm being treated here. Mm. Well, did, did and just, you guys are supposed to be my friends. Just watch your step. That's all. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I am a klutz. We all are, actually. I know I am. Every time I go up the stairway into this house, I'm wondering if I'm going to go down the right way or go sliding down or rolling down. At least you don't have to deal with the back stairs I have to deal with when I go do laundry. Those are, oh. those are just horrifying. And you got to carry a big old basket of laundry? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Those are outdoor stairs, too. That's oh. not fun. No. That's why I don't do laundry when it's raining. Oh, I don't blame you. Because that's a true trip up and trample, okay? Oh, Moving along to being tripped up and trampled, let's move on to Leo. Oh, that's my roommate, Curtis. He's getting tripped up and trampled by some shadow cats pouncing on him because they think he's a toy. Oh. <laughs> a toy that hasn't been washed for a while. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> No, you know um, exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you had something to say on that, Jonathan? 
You know no, what you I mean, am I rich? Actually, yeah, the past two people who ghosted me were Leo, so they can get fucked. Okay. So the shadow can definitely way. pounce on her ass. Yeah, uh, 100%. Ghosted. Pounce, pounce, the pounce. You get, the more you get ghosted. <laughs> well, Virgo, probably this just proves y'all might have the craziest worst week of all. Oh, oh here we go. Y'all are getting tripped up and trampled by a sloth, adjusting oh. its position. Oh, ooh. A sloth. A sloth. Like, like, how fast do you think a sloth's actually moving and you're going to get tripped up by that? Wait a minute. Shouldn't... That's like my life. My life just is like slow as hell. Wait, shouldn't a sloth have gotten the Leo person? Sloth, you know? Ugh. Oh, no, no, no. You're just taking that personal. No, it's actually on the bird. Yeah, I get that. I get where you're trying to go with that. You get where I'm trying to go. Yeah, but it matches Virgo for this week. Talking about matching people, let's go with Libra. Libra, y'all are getting trampled by reindeer getting a running start on their practice for the Christmas run. And who is who do we know this Libra besides my mom? Oh, I know a Libra, but I can't mention that on air. And yeah, he would deserve getting run up, run over by a reindeer. Is that my high school ex? best friend was. <laughs> my high school best friend was too, and he would deserve to get trampled. Mm. <laughs> Oh, Scorpio. Oh, you. Just like the rest of me. Y'all are going to get trampled by a whole crew of deranged, free-range yoga goats. Yoga <laughs> goats? You mean goats <laughs> twisting themselves in all kinds of different positions? No, 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 no. Like, like you're going to like probably either fall first and then they're just going to hop on you and continually hop on you and just keep hopping on you. Have you seen those yoga goats? It's like like rich white women with like nothing to do and they're probably divorced. Oh, I, I know. I'm, like... I'm, throwing shade, I'm throwing shade at those women. Oh, no, no, they no. But I'm telling... But Barry doesn't know what a yoga goat is. Oh, I'm going to find out right now. You know, it's, you literally just go do yoga and goats walk all over you and around you. Yeah. And they pay like loads of money for it. I forgot what oh. show it was actually did a whole thing where the goats ended up like infecting the woman and she ended up with like some Oh my god, goats walking all over these people. Yeah, goats walking all over. Yes. Oh. So it's a whole bunch of deranged free range. This has got to be deranged goats. people would do this. Yeah. Oh my wow. god. Every yeah. time I think I can't be shocked. <laughs> see, y'all are learning things on, on the weekly horoscope. I see, we learn things. I'm educating time. the masses here. Don't I had no idea. Oh, girl, that looks good. Is that? is that what I think it is? What do you think it is? Is, is? That, is that a chocolate croissant? Yeah, it is. It's my dinner. That looks tasty. You know what we're going to do since you're doing this? Next show, I'm going to buy some chocolate eclairs and we're all going to eat them in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I was this so like hungry. Food. This is like food porn. Well, You're and welcome. two of us are going to wind up having to take extra <laughs> insulin. <laughs> Why don't you eat the best tasting thing when I'm about to get one of the worst uh, horoscopes? As far let's as do it. Sagittarius. That's oh, what are you doing to they're the getting, gym? They're getting trampled by hordes of sewer rats. Taylor, you want Taylor and Jim to get to get hordes of sewer rats? That's their week. He's already got Kim Kardashian, Kanye West already. They, she, they've already shitted on her so much. So. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait. You mentioned that? 
Kim Kardashian is no longer West. She got rid of the West name. She is over that piece of trash. And name. I love the way I Beyonce didn't hear about that. when he did. When yeah, he, that just happened today. She legally got rid of the West. Name. When he stole Taylor's Thunder when she won that when the Grammy or something. Oh, and said, oh, the video award. Yeah. And he was talking about how good Beyonce's. And Beyonce I'm gonna let got you finish. There, called her up and said, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm, I'm uh, gonna let you finish. Yeah, let's finish. Beyonce. Like I used <laughs> to know that entire speech. Well, next is your partner, or whatever you want to call him, um, Lance. Lance. The Capricorn. <laughs> He's going to get tripped up and trampled by flying spider monkeys in heat. That sounds appropriate. He probably will enjoy yeah. it. No, if they're fat. Oh, if they're fat? Yeah, they're fat them up first, yeah. <laughs> He's a chaser. Uh, yeah. He's a chaser. Yes, he's a chubby chaser. Love that. Uh, with that said, let's let's get right along to Aquarius. Aquarius, uh, yeah, y'all are getting trampled probably by one of the worst things, the stampede of migrating wildebeests. Wildebeest. Yeah, like that happens in Serengeti, you know, and they got all those, yeah, the whole horde, like whole massive. Oh. Crowd of wildebeest stampede. And who's this happening to? Aquarius. Oh. So Although they like the wild ride. They might enjoy it. They might just join the migration. Who knows? Oh, my dear. Just watch out for the crocodiles when you cross the river. Oh. I have no words for that. I am at a loss. Well, and talking about the river let's 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 head to my favorite pisces that i always say not really my favorite but i do enjoy pisces people well interesting they aren't going to get trampled by anything there's nothing or no one that can get them because they are the wrecking ball the miley cyrus honey i don't think miley cyrus is a pisces what is miley cyrus i don't know i can look it up are y'all um, all searching for Miley Cyrus's birthday? Yeah. Also, tread lightly, though, because my mother is a Pisces. Oh. No, that's a really good horoscope for Pisces. That means they get to, they get to trample everyone else. Mm. Yeah, Miley they, have the they have the best horoscope of the week. November 23rd, 1992. Oh, she's, that, uh, she's on that cusp between Scorpio and Sag. Yeah. She'll be on the Sag end of it. She's about 1992, so she turns 30 this year. She's the year of the. What was the year? 1992. 1992. 92. She's the year of the monkey. <laughs> that explains so much. She might be that. She might be that flying spider monkey. <laughs> he affected the Capricorn. Uh, hey, we love you, Miley. We love Miley. We, we do. love Miley. And we love her we new. We love her new T-Mobile commercial with her uh, with godmother Dolly, Dolly Parton. She is never afraid to speak her truth, no matter wasn't, what, and we love her for that. Wasn't she born during the time her dad was singing Achy Breaky Heart? Yeah. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I remember I remember that. I'm old enough to remember all of that. As a matter of fact, they were playing old episodes of America's Funniest Home Video, and somehow or another Billy Ray Cyrus made the guest appearance where he still had the big old long mullet. <laughs> And he goes, oh. yes, we just had a baby. She was a girl and we named her Miley. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I got you have no idea what's in your future. <laughs> I got Actually, to mention something. Oh, wait, what were you saying? I was just going to say, do you know what Miley Cyrus's real name is? I bet you Drew knows. Miley Ray Cyrus? 
yes, but I'm pretty sure. It's not um, Hannah Montana. No, no I'm gonna. No, no, um, okay, yeah, based on a childhood nickname, she changed her name legally to Miley, but her oh. real name is Destiny Hope Cyrus. What? Destiny. Destiny. Okay, so I guess I have to mention, though, we have this thing, you know how, like, when you when you're watching a TV show and then you want to call a character something. I can't remember what the actress's name is, but the mm -hmm. character's name, oh, there's a show, The Gilded Age, right now on yeah. HBO Max. And there's this actress, uh, the character is Miss Turner. Is it Christine and we Turner call her the home-wrecking Miley Cyrus, is what we call her. She's like a home-wrecking husband. She's like the song Jolene was written about. But she looks like Miley Cyrus. And you don't call like her. She could be a doppelganger of and Miley Cyrus. And you don't Cyrus. call her that bitch. She is that bitch on the show. The you know what? He loves that, ter that term, that bitch. I want to get t-shirts made with that bitch and the caricature of Philip on it. He, we, even when we go bowling, if he doesn't, and he has that one pin he's got to hit and he don't make it, he goes, that bitch. But see, now <laughs> someone see might feel left out. I mean, they might feel left out. They should have them bitches and have us like- <laughs> Them bitches. Caricatures <laughs> of each one of us. Have us both on there, yeah. Oh that, God, that's so we, I want to get one that says don't fall out the window. When we finally get some merchandise made, yeah, we'll create that. Well, we've been trying to do this. We, we tried the Patreon page and nobody responded. <laughs> so we well, on that note about merch, I guess we're going to commercial break about your own personal business, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be back with the the big story. Oh, okay. Oh, so we shall be right back. As some of you may remember, and if you're new to our podcast, I have another business that has finally become live on the internet. It's Barry Marino's Craft Creations. I have made ha Afghans, hats, scarves, and much more. And more coming weekly. Great thing is, we sell holiday items all year round, so you don't have to wait till that special time of the year to order what you will like and enjoy. Thanks to our Roz, it's an easy, interactive website to see what has been put on the internet. And after a long wait, finally, we got the Gentilly Lace line of candles live. We have wonderful scents for any household or just for the season. Also, be on the lookout for our Christmas and New Year's holiday candles. And guess what? Our seasonal candles will have something a little special in them. A little out of the ordinary, but we have put charms in the candles. From king cake babies for Bonnie Gras to champagne flutes for New Year's. So look out for our website Barry Marino's Craft Creations.com. That's B A R R Y M A R I N O C R A F T C R E A T I O N S.com. All right, we are back. Uh, what do you, uh, we, we, what we got today? You got a movie for us, don't you? Do a movie review. I do. It is 1945's Blythe Spirit. Oh, yeah. I watched it last week, too. Yeah. So it stars Rex Harrison, Constance Cummings, Kay Hammond, and the incredible Margaret Rutherford. Oh, Miss Marple herself. Yes, who eventually became Miss Marple. Yes. Yeah, she played in, in, in like, uh, I think it was like five movies. Right. So Blythe Spirit is about 
a married couple that uh, hires a medium. He's uh, the guy is actually a writer and he wants to really just prove that mediums are hokey pokey, not real, fake, blah, blah, blah. So he hires a medium um, for the night and some strange things happen. She, <laughs> um, resur I guess resurrects is the correct word. Yeah. <laughs> resurrects um, his previous wife who died. Or helps materialize her manifest. Who yeah. uh, is played by the incredible Kay Hammond. Yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, her character's name is Elvira. Uh, it is a, an amazing film from start to finish. It is funny. It is um, witty. The writing is incredible, especially for 1945. We're talking about. And who's it written by? It is written. It, well, it was based on a play by Noel Cow, uh, Coward. Noel yeah. Coward. Um, the writer is actually David Lean. He also directed the film as well, and he's known for Lawrence of Arabia. Doctor Zhivago. Yep. Doctor Zhivago. Bridge of a River yes. Choir. Ryan's daughter. Yep, yep, yep. So incredible, incredible um, director and obviously writer as well. Um, me and Philip watched the film together. I loved it. Um, it's the the. I'm the one that kind of introduced you to it. I it was say, something you actually didn't know. I will say yes, Philip did introduce me to this film. Um, I feel like the production was very um, like. It was, especially with films back then, sometimes the production quality isn't as subpar as maybe a 2022 film, but I thought the production was great. Um, I loved how they made the ghost, um, Kay Hammond, Elvira, her ghost look, they put like this really campy white makeup on her. And it like and on screen you have like a green gray. It's like look. a green gray makeup, and it like works for this film. It it gives you that distinction between it, the real world and the other side. Yeah, exactly. And it it's just it's. Just I was so, surprised that it was in color. Yeah, it is. Oh, I loved that it was in color. That made it even better. Technicolor, yes, it is. And um, I mean, you know, it's it's not so far fetched because I mean, you have 1939, Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind was in color as well. But true. That the, the original Star but, is Born with uh, Janet Gaynor and Frederick March is in color. But you make up the point we're just talking about. Were it not in color, you would have had a harder time figuring out the special effects to make a, a ghost. Yeah. Correct. And black and white when everyone else is in black and white. It would have been much harder to do. And I, I really love the, the cinematography of this film and the visual effects because especially for the time and the lighting, it it there was there are scenes especially with the ghost of Elvira, his second wife who died. Um, you had well, the second yeah the second wife was Ruth. I mean sorry you're right the first wife that died Elvira. Um, you had like these visual effects with the lighting that made it like creepy in a weird way. And I, I actually thought it was also beautiful because it was like with the color you what you would see that every now and then they would like there'd be like this dimming of the light and it was just, right. and it was always whenever there was something spiritual happening. So for what they had, the tools, it looks so wonderful. And speaking I, of the second, uh, the second wife, Constance Cummings, she was, she's remarkable. She didn't really make a lot of films except in the thirties. I was doing my research about that, but she, she was like so funny. And then like, she, she 
she can't see the ghost, but he can see the ghost. Yeah. And then she's like going crazy and like it she's amazing in it as well. And then what does Elvira do to the to his car? Oh, do you want to give that away? Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's a, it's a classic <laughs> film. You can have spoilers. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, oh, yes. but uh so um she um Elvira is jealous of Ruth's uh, second wife. And so she um, messes with his car, Rex Harrison, and um, whose his character's name is Charles. And um, so Charles goes for, I think, a drive, right? And um, the car, like, he crashes. So he. he well, wait, that was the ending. Remember, she messed with the car. She met, messed and, the car. And, and then Ruth oh, yeah, got and mad. You're right. And so sorry. And Ruth, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The car gets messed with twice. Like, in twice, the movie. yes. So yes, that's right. And at the end, um, Ruth and Elvira mess with the car, and then he ends up dying. Yes. <laughs> so she, it's like he messes it's with the car, and Ruth gets in and gets killed. And isn't that final scene wonderful? Yeah, but at the end, he gets in. They're sitting on that yeah. bridge on the final scene, yeah. and they just kind of laughing. Here he drops and in you know, between the two of them. You know, the color of the skin on the ghost was kind of a like a really light, really kind of green. And you know what it reminds me of? You ever saw a glow in the dark toy? Yes. That you put the put next to the light, and then when you turn the lights on, it, it absorbs the light and it, it lets the light off. It was that kind of color. There used to be a game when I was a kid called Green Ghost, and you would in, in um you played it in the dark. It was glow in so the dark. So this was adapted, as I said earlier, it was adapted um, to a screenplay. It was originally a play by Noel Coward, um, and at the time it had been what they Hollywood had been not really Hollywood it was a British film but they had been wanting to make this film forever and every time they gave him a screenplay he would reject it saying this is a horrible idea I, it's not doing my play justice and finally they brought him the, sc um, the screenplay to this this film and uh, he loved it he loved it and he gave permission to make it um, as funny as is it, it's it's kind of kinky it is and especially for the time in 1945 <laughs> Because the three of them wind up together. Um, yeah, and it's it is a British film, and um, there is um, a line in the film where Rex Harrison talks about his sex life, and at the time in Hollywood, you had a pre-code, and the only way that this film was able to work was because it was a British film, and Britain didn't have a a pre-code in film, but um, the American version of this film, it was when they were when um, they gave it to Hollywood to show in the theaters or to America to show in the theaters. They had to cut that scene out um, about him talking about his, his sex life, which is, I, I find kind of funny. You know what we also have to do a and show on? We have to do a show on, on some of the pre-code movies from the oh, early yes. 30s. With like Night Nurse. Yeah. Barbara Stan, we did a lot of them. One Barbara. of them, um, Baby Doll that she did. She plays like this really slutty woman who sleeps away to the top. Yeah. Before <laughs> you do individual performances, I want to help you. I know we missed a couple of things in production that were quite important. Actually, uh -huh. you brought up the makeup, but we got to mention uh, Kay Hammond's dress that oh, the, that her ghost wears. It was very perfect because they also did a lot of wind effects with like wind I guess effects. they were blowing, and it really had this beautiful fabric that it would flow. Yeah, the shroud kind of look. About yeah, it. it worked really, really, really um, well um, with that. Also, um, and you know, Kay Hammond, she didn't make like hardly any movies. She was more of a stage actress too. So right. Um, 
And we're going to get into her as well. But the other thing was, is the house and the other sets. So um, the house itself was gorgeous as a British home. Like, mm -hmm. And it, they did really good with the little props, the using of the props throughout. So like the flowers and the chair and some of the other things they would use. And also Madame McCarty's like cottage home worked out pretty par perfect. And we'll her, talk about that, how that fits into her. Her riding, uh, riding her bicycle. Everywhere. Yeah. And then everything with the English countryside, when it be the vehicles or her riding the bicycle or whatever, it really... I mean, and Rex Harrison at this time wasn't really popular in the U.S. anyway, so, but he was very popular in, um, in England. It was years before My Fair Lady. Yes, and um, Dr. Doolittle. I didn't uh, want us to miss those things, so that's what I made sure to mention before. Um, I love, I loved Rex Harrison's performance. I, I thought he was so cute and funny. I have a crush on Rex Harrison. Not many people like him. I don't think Barry really cares for Rex. I used to really. I, I thought he was cute when I saw My Fair Lady. But you know how I really had a crush on from that movie was um, Jeremy Brett. Yeah. I watched that movie when I was a kid. Uh, I, I think my partner is the southern version of Rex Harrison. Yeah. But rather, <laughs> I, I, one of the reasons why I don't care too much for Rex Harrison, I don't like the way he treated women. Constant uh, Cummings, I already mentioned her. She's marvelous in the film. She wasn't really, she just made a lot of films in the 30s. She didn't really, I think her last film was probably in the 70s. It, she kind of did that Mae West thing where she just retired and then she came back for a, uh, a final hurrah. Uh, Margaret Rutherford, I mean, nothing but great things Brilliant. about her. You know, so funny. Um, I had a, um, a teacher in the seventh grade, Mrs. Brothers, and she looked just like Margaret Rutherford. And she had a big oh, line really? out and she was always screaming at me. <laughs> and then Jacqueline Clark, who many people don't know about, she played the maid in the film, but she's so important because she really carries the film in a way that the other actors She can. brings light moments when you really need them, like really. Yes, yeah. uh, amazing. And she wasn't really popular, but she, I mean, she made a lot of, um, films but she was always a supporting actress like a maid or something like that um and then the marvelous we've mentioned her already but she's worthy of being mentioned again Kay Hammond she gave me life. I love her in this movie I could not stop laughing um her dialogue is witty the, of course the writing is witty she she just does her dialogue so sharp she never misses a beat. And best it just, facial expressions. Best too. facial expressions. And it just goes to show you what a great actress she, she really was. And I was very surprised that she didn't really make a lot of films at all. And But this this film, she really captivates the audience. And I was uh, really surprised. I, I had never seen this movie before. And I've seen a lot of old movies. I've always been in the old movies. Everything yeah. from, I mean, I'm talking about obscure stuff like Night Nurse. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess we can talk about the well let's rate it first and then we're gonna talk about the cultural significance okay. and then we're also gonna talk about something weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I would definitely rate this movie a four and I think four shutters. Four, four out of five four stars, yeah. Four out of five. We do shutters. <laughs> four shutters out of five shutters, and I I think we'll go into why I rate it four. But um, I give it four and a half. Four and a half. Five. Okay. But I, the half comes off probably for the same reason. I give it four. I give it four. Yeah. Um, I think that um, at this time, uh, 1945, um, in 19, yeah. Uh, so it was. I think, like, I think it was no release November. Sorry, guys. Let me get this real quick. 
It was released. Was that like May 14th? Like six days after the... Was it May? Uh, yeah, because you said the, the, what was it, V-Day or whatever was what, May, and for Europe was what, May 8th, 1945? For the Europe front, European front of the war? Uh, just a second, I got it right here. You were telling me yes the other day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So um, it was released. So May 8, 1945 was VE Day for the UK. Uh, Winston Churchill declared it VE Day. So and on May 14th, Blythe Spirit was released. So um, just days after World War II. And at this time in uh, film, we had a lot of people who were into the supernatural realm. You had a lot of um, men on the front lines fighting for the country or pretty much fighting for the world <laughs> and yeah. um so you had a lot of women who would go to psychics or mediums get, trying to get answers so you have a lot of films released in the 40s with um and going into the late 30s who um that dealt with the supernatural well, uh, realm from blight spirit to the ghost of mrs murr you had um just mm -hmm. so many and even though Ghost of Mrs. Murr was more 47, it was still only like three years after World War II. But um, you do have a lot of that. And this film does have some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> uh, some inappropriate, I guess, some in, in, inappropriate dialogue in which that it, at the time um, which is wrong, but at the time, it, Raci they were raci it was racial, racial, racial slurs, insensitive. Yeah, it was racially insensitive, insensitive at the yeah. time. It was a slur. And you have to watch watch it for the time period of what it was. And I think that's why I give it a four star because this it's like I think only really two comments. And um, so if you do watch the the film, just be, be prepared for that. Um, mm -hmm. But um, you have to just kind of like one of my favorite classic. Christmas films is Holiday Inn, and there's some racial things in that as well. And you that just, one number about Lincoln's birthday. Yeah, you just have to watch the film um, for the time period it was. So I'm going to kind of help him out with this part, because talking about it, it was the stuff that I really understood about in the movie was the cultural significance of all the spiritualism and mm -hmm. psychic mediums and all. Everybody knows I'm into all that. So if we really look at it in the world, and I think even which is also interesting, um, I think in America at one time, even though this was a British film, I think 1903 in America, I don't think it was the census or what it was or if it was a poll that was taken, but a lot of more Americans actually believed in spiritualism than Christianity. It was the only one weird year out there, 1903. And that was coming out of that whole Victorian era, which came over from England. So England mm -hmm had a lot of spiritualism. So when you watch these things in Victorian eras and things, and all of that spelt, spilt over well into the 20th century. So the time, by the time you get to 1945, people had been experiencing psychics, seances, you know, reading, all kinds of things. They've been, they had been experiencing um, that. Actually, in our own New Orleans, they that had been going on for a while. You know? mm -hmm. So um, for the movie, I thought this was... For a comedy, for kind of a, I don't even know if I want to call it a horror comedy, maybe like a supernatural comedy would be more of the term. It has so, some, I, especially for the time, it has some dark elements yeah, uh, but, about death and stuff. So, um, and it, I, I need to mention this, that when it was released, it 
the critics loved it, but it just flunked at the box office. Because, right. I mean, you're talking about eight days after VE Day. So, um, you know, um, seven days. So it's just a lot of people aren't wanting to go to a movie about death and ghosts and stuff like that, you know? But me viewing it as someone who has worked actually as a psychic, as a diviner, I thought for 1945, they handled the profession of a psychic and what we deal with, especially in the character of, of Madame McCarty played by, um, you know, Margaret Rutherford. I thought the handling of what psychics go through, how they're made of jokes, how they have to defend themselves, I really kind of related to it which is kind of important we'll talk about when we talk about the remake in a little while. But I just want to really mention how well I felt that was handled in a 45 movie. I also kind of liked in the writing, they were trying hard to throw in all this terminology you don't always see Mm -hmm. in the films dealing with. But that all is coming out of that spiritualism movement that started in the Victorian era and then led up to there. So I thought, I think it's a gem of a movie on its own just for that alone even if it didn't have a performance just a handling and that. if you're trying to buy it online don't try to buy it online because it's like 50 dollars a dvd unless you have oh, that Jesus. type of money to spend it's like because it's such a rare gem to find i i wanted to add wanted to add it to my collection oh but you're right we we streamed it on hbo max stream it on hbo max um the length of it was it was it was not too long i didn't get bored once and um i blythe spirit 1945 i highly recommend and i think now we're gonna go to the remake oh we're gonna about to we're about to watch out the remake they remade it in 2020 with judy dench uh leslie mann and isla fisher okay and let me be honest I, this is how I found out about Blythe Spirit, okay, was I had saw that it was coming out, and I had been waiting for it to end up on streaming or whatever, and I saw the 2021 or whatever had, had been created, I was like, oh, this looks really cool, and I was just waiting, when is it going to get on streaming, I never got to go see it at the movies, and then I found this 1945 one, because I was putting it into the HBO Max, seeing if it might have got added on there or somewhere, yeah. and then the old one pops up, because, you know, Turner Classic Movies are on the HBO Max app. And I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And I fell in love with that movie. Well, this week we finally on the Showtime app, we got to watch or try to watch the remake, the recent remake. It was, it was, tell them, Drew. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, Leslie Mann does the worst British accent I have ever heard. And in my life. She, play? she plays Elvira. She plays Elvira, yeah. But and everything we praised on here was horrible. It's not just it's, the performances. The performances are the production horrible. Was the horrible. cinematography, the, the camera angles, the production, the art direction, the writing is so terrible. And the director I have never heard of, he's directed two episodes of Downton Abbey, and that's all. Um, and the two worst things that they did to the movie, that the director, and I, I put a lot on the director that happened, was... The way in which they conveyed the ghost, they just, at a point, they kind of phased him in at the very beginning, and then they made him look like just the other actors. So you had no distinction like you had in the 45 film. That was a huge problem. I think Drew agrees with me on that. I completely agree. The other agreement, you remember how I said you really were endeared by Margaret uh, Rutherford's portrayal of Madame McCarty? 
Judy Dench, I love you, Judy Dench, but I don't know what the hell you were doing, and I don't know what writing they fire gave whoever, you. Fire whoever told you to do this. Whoever, whoever told you to do this, and whoever did the writing, and definitely the director should never do anything ever again, because honestly... I actually had a problem, because I, I love history, and um, I call myself an amateur historian. I had a problem with the time period, the clothing, the costumes. It, oh, yeah. It was not... Uh, of that time period. It was also set in 1937, which this, this, the play was originally set in the 40s. Right. So I don't understand why they did 1937, but even for 1937, their costumes were way off. The hairstyles uh, was way off. But the worst part was what I was mentioning, how they handled the the, the character, Madame McCarty as a psychic. They were really making her out I to mean, be a charlatan that, and flat. That part bothered me, but I was more bothered by the costume. Oh, well, I was bothered by so much. The whole damn thing was a shit show. I mean, even at the beginning of the film, I was like, Don't waste your time. These costumes are horrible. Only watch the 1945 one. Don't waste the time with the new one. Don't waste your time on that. Uh, so I give that literally uh, not even a point. I won't even rate it. I won't uh, even rate I'll it. I'll give it, okay, okay, well, I mean... I would say the only redeeming quality of this film was literally the new one. What did you find redeeming? Literally nothing. So the I, ending was the ending was horrible. You know how you had the cute ending on the yeah, bridge and he drops in. No, they when the wives mess with his Rex Harrison's car and it's they brilliant, tried to do, brilliantly done. And this ending was just I don't know. I'm gonna say it. They tried to do some Thelma and Louise thing, and I love Thelma and Louise the movie, but it did not fit for the ending. They grabbed this out of the toilet. Yeah, it, it was, was it just was so <laughs> bad. Um, Grabbed uh, it out the toilet. But back to the 1945 film yes. when um when Elvira messes with the car uh, and then Ruth dies. I just thought that was so funny. And she and Constance Cummings comes in and it's just it, it's just I love so it when funny. the with the ghost when we couldn't see her and she's beat the hell out of her. I know, yeah. And <laughs> oh, that she, was great. And then she hands her the flower pot and then she's like, put that back. <laughs> no, but I mean when Ruth oh, you mean goes, Ruth wasn't had materialized yet? And she had she had materialized. That now, was great. But she comes in and we can't see her, and, and oh, the only person, the only one who could see her is Elvira. Elvira, yeah. and she's beating the hell out of Elvira. Goes, oh yeah. Now when she's like, and you hear the slapping. It, it's it's just it's so good, and the only things were those those two. And she's hiding from her in the bedroom. And, um, <laughs> highly recommend the 1945 place. Yeah, it's funny. You gotta watch it. And it's really cool to see a 1945 film in color. It's a great picture, and especially for the, that. I like, yeah. It's just to see that. Well, one of the, the color movies in back back then were usually the, the big wardrobe. MGM musicals. Like you said, The Wizard of Oz, well, Gone with the Wind was the big epic, mm -hmm. and then you had uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. Yep. And Easter Parade. Mm -hmm. A lot of Judy Garland movies were in color. Were in color. Because mm -hmm. she did the big musicals, The Pirate. Oh, God. Yeah, with Gene Kelly. We got to do that one. No, we should. We got to do that one. And even though it's, you see, that's why I'm saying you just want to do horror movies over here. We want to do all kinds of oldies. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay, but on open shutters, we yeah. were doing horror movies. Yeah, but if we. we, we or we, things that are supernatural. This wasn't really a horror. This was a comedy, but it fit for the. For the yeah, but I mean, we, we, but we, that's why I wanted to have the other podcast so we could do movies like Meet Me in St. Louis and we could do The Wizard of Oz on here. A Star is Born. Fairy Tale. A Star is Born, so good. Yes. Um, Just kidding. Have you All seen right. 
your favorite Star is Born movie, okay? Janet Gaynor, Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand, and Lady Gaga. I actually like, I mean, Judy, of course, but I don't mind a Janet Gaynor. And that one's not too bad. I actually, I, when I was younger, I mean, that's the original. I was so. a big old Barbara fan, and I went and mm -hmm. saw that Barbara Star is Born movie. I don't like oh, the Barbara God. one. And now it's on my Barry Marino's favorite bad movies book. Oh, so bad. And I honestly, especially some of these. I do like the Gaga one. I do like the soundtrack, but I honestly, I, I like, I don't. I thought the acting was good. I thought. I don't uh, love know, it. I, I, I thought it was too depressing. They, they got too dark with it. I mean, give me Judy or Janet. Yeah, it, 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 well, I say Judy Barbara. Janet's yeah. kind of. Oh, I say. I'm gonna be the odd one out, and I'm gonna say, I feel like I'm gonna get absolutely canceled for this. But Lady Gaga. No, you don't no, get I absolutely canceled. <laughs> you're also you're you're also you're the generation. Generation, but she loves yeah. classics. They love so it's like, I mean. But the they, music from the barber is. The music, the I mean, yeah. The beauty of the barber has the best music. No, of all the of music them. from the Gaga one, I would say, has the best sound. Well, I don't know uh, Evergreen and. Always remember us this way. I think Shallow. Judy, I think Judy, uh, Shallow is a great song. I think Judy was the best voice because she connected with the pain when it was necessary. I don't think well, these I think, others could connect with the pain like I Judy. think that um, Judy could connect. I yeah. mean, but James Mason in that film is just marvelous. Yeah, but so was Bradley Cooper in the Gaga version too. Um, and I also watched Nightmare I mean, Alley. Bradley. Oh, okay, yeah, well, don't talk about Nightmare Alley because we are going to be doing Nightmare a whole Alley. comparison thing of Nightmare Alley in the summertime. Well, we gotta find it. We gotta find. We're giving. Power, we're giving people six. I have it on DVD. Whoa. As for the rule, why we're not doing Nightmare Alley right away is we're kind of observing the six month rule because the remake was just released in December. So we're giving kind of a rule like we wait six months so y'all all get a chance to stream it. So if you haven't seen it. Go stream it. I think it's on. It's, um, great. it's on HBO Max. I think. Where else did you notice that in the bathtub you could see his penis? <laughs> I still. I, everybody's saying they saw it. I hadn't seen it. Although I do love that scene because I joke and I say, and I always tell me I always joke and, about giving a tense. And John Blondell played the part that Tony Collette played. I identify with Tony Collette. And um, and, uh, well, Tyrone Power played. The part Bradley Cooper. Played. I would give Bradley Cooper a ten cent bath in the tarot card reading if he wants. Yeah, but I mean, now you saw his penis when she was sitting there talking to him. Also, we have um, back to Blythe Spirit. This is actually changing the subject. Well, that's what I wanted. Yeah, Blythe Spirit. But the 1945 final? version, they originally wanted uh, Cary Grant in it. As I could Charles. see that in a way. But, but I honestly glad. I'm glad they went with Rex here. And Cary and Cary Grant was his accent was Cockney. So that's and Clifton Webb played Charles on the original um, Broadway version. But did you know that they wanted Cary Grant to play Professor Higgins in, in the movie My Fair Lady? And he said, I did. Yeah, he how, can a, how can you have a Cockney pay, playing uh, Henry Higgins? Right. Well, right. I mean, he, I mean, you know, and I, he, a lot of his, I mean, in Charade, he, originally wanted to turn down charade in 1966 with Audrey Hepburn because he thought he was too old. So that was his credit. He was a good bit older than her, but I don't know. He it worked. He was kind of ageless. He was, and he got better looking with the you know, he, 1963 charade. I'm so sorry, not 1960. And he also did uh, Touch of Mink with, with 
Doris Day. Doris Day. Yeah, but he was kind of ageless. When he was in his 60s, he was still very attractive. Yeah. And Father, Just like me. I love Father Goose, <laughs> even though Father Goose was an anti-critic. So do you have any other final thoughts on Blythe Spirit? I think that people should watch it. I think, mm -hmm. I also think it's a very important film too. And it's a movie that deserves to be rediscovered. Rediscovered. And I think mm -hmm. it's very important, especially if you love World War II history and you can kind of connect the history with the film as well. I'll of like we talked about um that's why i love movies from the 40s because it's just um well one of the things i wanted to do is it's one of the reasons why i wanted to do was a spin-off with you is because i would love to get more young people discovering some of these classic films because when you got somebody okay like lance i mean he's we went to see mama mia here we go again you know what he said he says, oh, the lady who played the grandma was really good. Who is she? You know who it was, huh? Was it Meryl Streep? Oh. Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Cher played Meryl Streep's mother, believe it or not. And then Holy we saw smokes. What's a Cop with Barbara Streisand was on. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, a movie with Lady Gaga. I said, Lady Gaga wasn't even born when this movie was made. This is What's Up, Doc. That's Barbara Streisand. Well, she looks just like Lady Gaga. Well, they both have the nose, you know, that's probably... She, oh. she does not look like Lady Gaga. No, they, but they both well, have a nose. That's what he was looking at. My final thought that I didn't get to mention on this movie, though, by Spirit, on, the 45 did, version. on the 45 version, is there was a moment in the movie with Margaret Rutherford doing Madame McCarty, and this was in her own home, and she has the, she's, has the crystal ball, yeah. and she has the sandwich. And what it reminded me of, I've mentioned her before in here, a coworker who's passed on a few years back, Letty Lee. You'd go in her booth, she'd sit there, she'd have either the crystal ball, she had the tarot cards, she could, she could be eating her lunch, and it just showed the reality of, of sometimes a psychic doesn't have to be this kind of, ooh, like Charlotte's effect. They're real people. They have real lives. And, you know, it, it, and, I, think and that, I thought that was one of the most beautiful, simple, even if it was being comedic, it was also real because yeah. I could relate to that. I think, I think that was another critic of the, the modern version because they made um, her out to be this like, was it charlatan they would say? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. like very rich and just, uh, you know, uh, nose stuck in the air kind of. And that's not how Margaret Rutherford portrayed her. And no, Margaret Rutherford reminded me of why I loved my coworker so much working with her, Lady Lee. She, I think, she really brought a realness to being a psychic I think that are, many people I have. I think they'll remake it again with Voodoo Bombay. No, 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 no. Oh, God, no. No, no, it, no. Letty Lee. I am joking. Letty, I know. Letty Lee. Serious about that? For me, no, I'm trying to have. Well, I'm trying to have a moment, endearing moment. Letty Lee to me was Madame Bacardi, with all the personality, and all the genius, and way. all the heart. No, 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 no. Letty <laughs> Lee was that. She has a beautiful soul, beautiful spirit, and she was, she was comical in her own right. You know. All right. So. Uh... Yeah, Bright Spirit, great movie, highly recommended by all of highly us. Highly recommended. Except for Sean, see who hasn't seen it And yet, like right? the plot is simple, but so good. I haven't seen it yet, but I was just looking, because you know I love my letterbox for movies, and I was looking through the reviews that other people have said while you guys have been talking. And the funniest one, and I just, I feel like it captures 
this movie pretty well. It literally just says, my worst fear is my spirit being brought back through the afterlife only to find out that I'm bound to Rex Harrison. (laughs) Cause I looked at him and that dude looks fucking creepy. Rex Harrison has a reputation of being really horrible with women. Not only the women he was involved with romantically, but his co-stars too. Because two women, he, he, he drove two women with to suicide. I don't, he, I don't know, he wasn't married to Carol Landis, that. does he? Well, Carol Landis he was involved with. And she committed suicide because of him. And one of his wives, Rachel Roberts, committed suicide because of him. If y'all don't know about Rex Harrison and you want to hate him from the start, just watch Midnight Lace with Doris Day. Well, all of those women that he was in that list, both Julie Andrews, who he played, who was, he was on stage with My Fair Lady, and uh, Audrey Hepburn, who did the film version, he treated both of those women horribly. And how can you treat Audrey? How could you read Julie Andrews horribly? But he did, and, and he treated Ju- he he treated um he treated Doris Day horribly in Midnight okay. Light. But she had a mental breakdown. But please don't let down. Rex Harrison's character portrayal in this movie, the the character portrayals, be the reason you don't watch this. Because Kay Hammond as Elvira and but Margaret Rutherford as Madeline McCarthy, they both kill him. Harry, yeah, the even Barry, even Barry agree. I think Rex does a really good job. In that I think movie. he does a good job too. But I think the movie is carried by Kay Hammond and Margaret and you Rutherford. Have yeah. to, so, because they the could still have switched him out, and it still would have been art. amazing. You have movie. to separate the art from the artist. Yeah. And this, he may have been a horrible person, but I think he carries this movie along with. Well, Kay we Hammond know Bill Cosby was a horrible person, but it doesn't stop us from watching the Huxtables. Right. You know, we know. So, but I shared it with you, brought it up to you because of Kay Hammond's. Kay Hammond, and I, I, I think every drag queen should do a Kay Hammond. Every Elvira, drag queen. Elvira perform as Dolly. All righty, you can follow us on Twitter at A Shothers, on Instagram at Open Shothers Podcast. Our Facebook page is the official page for Open Shothers, a preview podcast. You can email us in two places. You can email any kind of true crime things or any kind of paranormal things to openshothers at yahoo.com, and we will be accepting movie suggestions at movieshothers at aol.com. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody today, Shaughnessy, Drew, Philip, and myself. <laughs> I love the best for last. <laughs> and until uh, next, until next week, when what you doing, Philip? You doing? The, you got an interview? Huh? We're ho- yes, we should be having an interview with my mentor, the Reverend Claudia Williams. Oh, and I know Claudia. And about her, She's and about the coolest, her new book. I got to tell you. And we're talking about her new book. And then the week after that, I will be covering the case of, what did I say that guy's name once again? It's, um, hell. I know I'm going to find, and now I got to look. Oh, yeah. Daniel Wozniak, the community actor theater slash murderer. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you about it. I don't want to give you any spoilers. So until then. And Chauncey, what's your next thing going to be? Have you decided on anything for your next Not page? yet, but I also like surprises. So I'm not telling you. Oh, so you're gonna you gonna you uh, oh you're gonna you're not gonna tell oh you such know, a tease you know you know <laughs> why don't you come over sometimes the girls do that because they each take an episode like we like we do in now which is good they, they don't good. tell they don't tell me anything so I'm not telling y'all anything about this case I tell you all I'm gonna tell you but um until next time 
and we're going back to recording on Thursdays next week. Mm. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't fall out the window. When I'm good, I'm good. But when I'm bad, I'm even better. Yeah, but you know what? Those women can just just kind of slither out the window through the air. Mm. And they won't fall. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Good night. And have Bye. a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.